Hi, it has been so exciting seeing the registrations coming in for our Revive Lifestyle Medicine Safari Retreat in Africa happening this January 2025. If this has been on your bucket list or if you have already gone and you cannot wait to go back, now is the time to save your spot. We'll be having incredible wildlife viewing excursions, including primate trekking, seeing elephants, rhinos, giraffes, lions, and more. Cultural experiences with local guides, healthful food in beautiful accommodations, participating in a service project, and sharing expertly guided lifestyle medicine activities, including nutrition, physical activity, stress relief, sleep, connection, nature, and more. How can you find out more about it? Well, go to the website, stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat. That's stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat, where you can learn more about our incredible itinerary and save your spot. CME is included for healthcare professionals. Any questions, reach out, and I cannot wait to share this incredibly transformative experience with you. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Stress-Free MD Podcast, where you learn how to be stress-free from the inside out, elevate your calm, and live your best, healthiest life. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Tiger, your self-care doctor. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Stress-Free MD Podcast. I am super excited today because today we have a very special guest. My friend, Dr. Arkita Doron is here and she is amazing. She and I met in the Docs network and really connected through Instagram. And it was there that I learned about her amazing podcast, which we'll talk about called the Perspective Doctor Podcast, which is geared towards our doctors-to-be. And she is certified in family medicine and lifestyle medicine. She has a new book, which she's going to talk to us about, Medicine Woman. And she loves to speak publicly and has been a keynote speaker multiple times. And she'll share with us what she loves to speak on and more about that as well. So welcome, welcome, Dr. DeRowan. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. I'm super excited to be a part of this show and happy to have this conversation. Wonderful. So let's get to it. I would love to know, and our listeners, I'm sure, would love to know, how did you even get into this space where you were hosting a podcast for prospective doctors, for doctors-to-be? I wish that I had been listening to you and your guests decades ago. That didn't exist. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I say the same thing because when we were in school, we had the community of our colleagues and classmates, and we may have known some people who had went through med school before or not, and you just had to kind of search the interwebs to see what you could Google about what was going on. I remember there was a site, I think that may still be up, studentdoctor.net, where I would kind of go on and I would look and see all the information about the board exams and things. But 
over the years, I've been very passionate about mentorship. I started in medical school kind of mentoring the students that were the year under me. And I continued throughout the years and even still volunteer with the Student National Medical Association with kind of playing it forward and and kind of letting people try to avoid some of the pitfalls that I've gone through or that I've known that some of my colleagues have gone through to be a resource. And I had always gone to like residency or med school panels and gave advice or talked about it. And from there, lots of students would start to reach out. So when the pandemic hit, I was looking for more opportunities to engage with other people because I love talking and I love just sharing knowledge and, and getting to know and forming communities. So I went on Facebook and I saw someone advertising that they were looking for a doctor who was interested in medical education. So I reached out and interviewed and I actually took this podcast over. So it's been around for a little over three or four years and I've been the host for the past year and we've kind of revamped the way that it goes. So I'll interview a lot of physicians and talk about different specialties and what encouraged them to go into it. But we also have a focus on wellness where we talk about how to avoid burnout because it's great to start early, as well as other things like interesting careers in medicine or alternative careers or even hot topics in medicine like COVID and all of the other things that are out in the news. So it's been really fun. And I've met a lot of great doctors. I even had an opportunity to interview reporters. So I felt like a little Oprah. So it's, it's been awesome. a great ride. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great. I know I was really honored to be on your podcast and I loved being able to share. We, we both have a passion for wellness and in that space. Can you talk a little bit about your mentoring? Like what, what, what do you do when you mentor med students when you were mentioning that? Absolutely. And and I'm glad you mentioned that. So for the listeners out there, you were recently a guest. So you guys can look on wherever podcasts are and, and listen to that episode. It was really wonderful. And at the end, we have a little treat where there is a discount code for courses. But in terms of mentoring, it kind of is kind of fostering relationships and just having that person that you can come to and ask questions about like, what should I do to prepare for this rotation? And even though I'm I'm far removed from medical school, you can think about the basics of how you come prepared or different books or what resources I've heard from the other guests in terms of like, this is what people are doing for the MCAT now. Here are your resources versus other things like where they may be in a, a place where it may not be as welcoming or they may not have that community. So you can say, okay, your school is smaller. You don't have that connection. I know another student who I've talked to who's interested in family medicine or cardiology or something. Perhaps I can link you up or just trying to be that that resource um, of information. So I've, I've been assigned a few um, mentees over the years. And then as that goes, you talk about it and you hold groups and things. And sometimes even now during the pandemic in my alma mater, BU, we'll have virtual meetups where all of the students and alumni will come back and kind of pair off with their specialties. So it's been very fun. That's amazing. You know, we didn't even have internet several decades ago. (laughs) And the fact that, you know, that you can become a host of this podcast through finding this through the internet, the fact that you can connect with these med students through the internet, I mean, that is, it's just really amazing. And the fact that they have the opportunity to have mentors, someone like you, with your background, 
it's just really amazing. You know, I really felt like I was flying solo Mm -hmm. and everything that I was experiencing and feeling I thought was really, it was just me. I didn't realize that I was, wasn't alone. So we didn't really talk about a lot of this stuff now and you make it so that it's out there. You normalize it. You know, you make it so that they all understand that whatever they're feeling, they're not alone and that there are things they can do about it. Absolutely. And, and I've, I've felt we had internet, but it, it was different. So in, in my time, when I was in medical school, I spent a lot of time kind of researching on, like I said, those forums to see what was going on or YouTube was new back then. So there were some like medical things where you could think about physiology and lectures and things like that, but there was nothing necessarily going on like, okay, it's really tough. And they tell you it's like a fire hose, but these are how you get through it. So I just love being a resource and paying it for it because we are in a digital age. So if we can learn other things electronically or utilize Zoom for meetings and things. Why can't we form communities for that? Yeah. Community, that's a really, really powerful word. I mean, we know from research and you know from lifestyle medicine, that's a really important pillar. And in some research, that is the most important pillar, that sense of community, that sense of connection and having others. And it's not necessarily, you know, relationships that have to be romantic. People hear that word relationship and they think we're talking in that way. We're just talking about support and caring and love in a, in a, in a friendship kind of way. It doesn't have to be this romantic kind of way. And that is incredibly powerful and incredibly helpful. So you being able to create that sense of community is so important. Thank you. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And And like we talked about on when you were a guest on my podcast, there is a lot of stress and sadness and emotion and anxiety in the medical field. And sometimes people may feel like they are alone and they may have feelings as though they want to leave medicine or they may have feelings that they even may want to hurt themselves and things. So we we have to normalize this and let people know that, yes, it's very hard, but there are other people out there rooting for you and there to support you and there to help you. And, and we're all going to thrive together because there's space for everyone. Yes, there's space for everyone. I love that. Very inclusive way of thinking and, and dealing with that imposter syndrome. Whoa, mm-hmm. you know, that's pretty strong. And that can start, the very first day of medical school, Absolutely. Right? I mean, they're sitting there during orientation. This is what I hear. It's like, oh, they're going to find out. I, I'm not as smart as everybody here. Why am I here? They, they accept me by mistake. You know, maybe I shouldn't even start. Like, look at all these people, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the mind just puts all these crazy words in our brains, right? It just, just works, but it's really, really powerful. So being able to nip that in the bud early, it's really, really important. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that a lot of students kind of go through that experience where you have are obviously very intelligent because you've made it there. You you have made it through all of the interviews, all of the exams, and you're sitting in that spot and you're used to being kind of at the top of your classes through high school and college and whatnot. And when you get there, you all are wonderful. You all are equal. So it may be like, kind of culture shock or shell shock, like, okay, I want those A's, but like, we're all yeah. here to learn and we're all very intelligent and you, you don't have to compete. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure if all the schools are this way now, but when I was back in school, in med school, we had honors pass fail. And it was that way intentionally so that we can get rid of that need for competition mm-hmm. and really encourage just the education and just in, in a, and really allow for that sense of community because you weren't neck and neck with anybody. You weren't worried about that hundredth of a grade point average away from somebody. You were just there to learn and to support each other. Absolutely. It was just such an amazing way to grade. And I'm actually so grateful that they came up with that. Yeah. So when medical students come to you and, and that they need help with certain things, you know, maybe their mental health isn't where it actually should be. What kinds of things do you do? So resources are important. So Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know. So Mm -hmm. as a family physician, of course, I have lots of resources because my patients come and they have needs for mental health and things like that. And then living through experiences or the or witnessing the experiences of my colleagues and things like that, you can kind of help talk someone through the process. So if they're facing an issue where they may have test taking anxiety, you can say, oh, OK, Paula. And that's a fake name. Yeah. Uh, when, that, yeah. when I was in school and they went to their center and they had neurocognitive testing and they were able to get accommodation. So don't suffer in silence. Like there is a process for this. Or if someone had an issue where they were saying that they were not feeling well mentally, you can say, okay, there should be resources where you go to your student affairs office and they can give you resources like don't suffer in silence. Or if you don't want to report it that way, go to your doctor. You have to take care of yourself, ask for these things. So, so it's just kind of coming with that knowledge and that experience to be able to kind of triage and help people go in the right direction that they want to go. And then if you don't have those resources, thinking back and saying, okay, I had, and it's been so wonderful this past year because I've been meeting so many different people every week. I had Dr. Tiger on. She's really great at this. Let me refer and see if she would like to communicate with this person and I'll send a text or an email and they'll be like, yeah, have them email me. So that's been very wonderful, even with people who like I interviewed a student who was in the newspaper recently about some really wonderful things. And at the end of the episode, he said, well, I just matched into PMNR and I'm moving to a new city. And I was like, I know someone who's in that field. So they were able to meet up and she was able to tell him about his program. So it's just, like I said, building that community and figuring out how you can be of help and of service to someone. Yeah. So the podcast is not only educational for those who are listening, but it educates you because then you develop resources to help them. You're learning as well. And you mentioned that word triage and it's really important, you know, scope of practice really comes to mind when you say that. And, and, you know, me in this space, I mean, I do a lot of life coaching, but, you know, we have to dis- dis- you know, differentiate between when is it within our scope of practice and when do we need to find a specialist beyond what we can handle? So that's always really, really important. And for your budding physicians to know that it's okay to reach out to others, you know, it's okay to have other resources. It's okay. You know, that's what they're there for. Absolutely. And even just listening to the stories from different people, Mm -hmm. like the student that I'm mentioning that fully matched and it's done well and and is shining and went into PMNR, he had some difficulties pre-med. 
And he talked about how, and we talk about this a lot on my podcast, about how you need to formulate your own personal board of directors. So mm-hmm. one person isn't your go-to person for everything. You may have a confidant that you talk about your stresses with and someone who you talk about medicine with, and you might want to call your mom about something, and you might want to talk to someone in your field about something. And, And when you bring those all together, you have your personal board of directors and all of these people have your best interest in mind, but they may not specialize in that thing. So he talked about how he had been having difficulties with his test and all of this, and he reached out to someone and Apparently, one of their family members was a dean at the medical school, and he paid for his him to have a test review. And because of that, he aced that test, and he was able to matriculate into school the next year. So it's, it's all about not suffering in silence and, and being open and being transparent and not embarrassed about what you're going through. Because even if someone doesn't have your specific problem, they've had a problem before, and they may be willing to help. That's amazing. That's amazing. And then that person is going to go on and help the next person, mm-hmm. right? Someone said to me a while ago, like, make your mess your message, you know, make your mess your message. And that's what I've done. You know, I've taken what my story and you know, those who have listened or know my burnout story, you know, burnout thriver now. Yes. Right. Hey, so I love to teach. Hey. Every, yeah. And so I love to teach what, what helped me. And, you know, this student is not going to be able to teach what helped him or her. Absolutely. Do you find that what you experienced is being woven into how you support other students, making your mess your message? Did you experience things that you're now able to say, yeah, I get it. And this is what I can do to help or share with you? Absolutely. I think that's one of the reasons that I started mentoring other students because Every new step in your journey through medicine is something new and something different, and it may not come as easy to other people. So I've had difficulties before and had experiences that I didn't want other people to experience. So if I've learned something, why should the other person have to learn the hard way? I should just try to teach them and and help them make their decisions to kind of go in the other direction. So I mentioned, you mentioned my book earlier. Yeah. Kind of talk a little bit about that in my new book that came out about a few weeks ago called Medicine yeah. Women. Now we pulled up the picture of it. I don't know if people Ooh. can see that. Yes. But it's available on Amazon. It's an anthology series of stories and letters by female doctors. And in my particular chapter, it's called Adjust Your Crown because it talks about overcoming obstacles and adversity, as in I had a pretty traditional story getting into medicine. And then when I got there, I was like, Oh, what is this? Not only academically, I I had to work really hard, but there were other microaggressions and not so microaggressions, just being honest as being a woman and being a black woman in medicine that I experienced. And I definitely learned from that. And although there were some naysayers and some people who were a little less supportive in that environment, I had a lot of other people who were absolutely amazing. So it was all about me building that personal board of directors and finding my people that one of my medical mentors in med school kind of said, you need to find your people that help me kind of overcome it. And then moving towards the future throughout my career, I built some of those soft skills that I call it for advocacy and advocating for yourself and finding your voice and, and being able to help uplift others so that I can kind of play it forward, whether or not it's for my patients, for my colleagues, for my teammates, or even 
the students that I've been mentoring. And, and I just find that every component of your story happens for a reason. So I went through all of that in order to be here today, kind of helping others find their way. And so they'll have their own story. Oh, I love that. I feel so in line with you. Like, that's what I say. I feel like I went through what I went through so I can be here to educate, to fill in that big gaping hole of education Mm -hmm. that we don't get, but we can be there to fill in that hole for others. So they don't have to be wallowing in in that hole. Absolutely. And board of directors, I love that. Can I can I use that? I need to I need to, I need to go for, I need to get my I love that. I absolutely love that. I, I didn't I never thought of it like that. I thought of it as a network of people, but board of directors is a wonderful way to describe the people in your life that support you in their own unique individual way. Absolutely. That's, that's amazing. All right. So I also know that you love to speak and that you're a keynote speaker and you speak on a lot of topics. Can you share with us about your speaking and, and what you sure. do? Yeah. I think I'm a public speaker because I'm chatty. I, I'm, I'm very social and I like people. And I guess I'm trying to look for a way for more people to listen without like, you know, cutting me off. No, I'm just joking. But <laughs> I do enjoy public speaking and I love spreading the message about healthcare and wellness and even overcoming your obstacles and and kind of thriving. I'm in a unique situation now where I have been a woman in medicine for this long and I've been a black woman in medicine and there are some different things that go along with that. And now I also um, have been working for the past couple of years in the tech field. So I'm on a couple of boards of directors and one of them is called Girl Develop It, where it helps encourage women and non-binary people to enter the technology field. So listening to a lot of those stories and things of overcoming obstacles, I've definitely built up speaking repertoire. So I've been working to enlighten people about different things in medicine and in healthcare and have kind of built up a, a kind of a following. And I've been working to expand that into different organizations and, and kind of help them kind of focus on their wellness or focus on finding their light and shining. So that's what I like to call it. So if, if anyone wants to uh, book me, I'm definitely available. And I have a website, drurkeda.com, D-R-E-R-K-E-D-A, where you can, dot com, where you can kind of peruse some of my topics and send me a message. Wow. Light and shining. I love it. (laughs) And so in addition to your website, how else can they find you? Well, I'm, I'm active on social media, honestly. And I think this may be a sign of my age. LinkedIn is my favorite. Okay social media because you can learn so much and you can network and you can grow. So I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Urquita DeRowan. I also have an Instagram that I've been pretty active in recently is Dr. D. Grams, doctor spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R, the letter D and G-R-A-M. So on there, I'll post a lot of inspirational quotes and messages to just keep one another uplifted throughout the week. And I'll intersperse a couple of pictures of my minimally exciting life. <laughs> so I love your post. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's great. And then of course, the Perspective Doctor podcast. Absolutely. Yes. So I will post all of these links and all of this information in the show notes for anyone who wants to get in touch with you, to learn more about you, to listen to your podcast, to book you to speak. And if you can just share one final something, something that you'd like our our audience, our listeners to know before you go, what would that be? Absolutely. I really appreciate you inviting me to be here. This conversation was so fun and just talking about all of the things that we can do to contribute to the future. So for all of the listeners out there, no matter where you are in your career, or even if you are actively in a career, we can all do something to help someone else. So I just want someone to figure out and kind of reflect as they listen to this as to what your particular gift is, because we are all gifted and figure out how you can use that to help bless someone else. Thank you. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you to all of our listeners for taking the time to be here as well and for taking time to care for amazing you. Remember to be kind to one another and to be kind to yourself. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of the Stress-Free MD podcast. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Hi, I'm so happy that you're here listening to the Stress-Free MD podcast, learning short, actionable tools to relieve the stress in your life. And I've got some amazing news for you. I've created some short, videos for you where you can learn stress relieving tools by video format as well. Me teaching you on videos. They're totally free. They're very short. They're about five minutes in length each because I know how busy you are. And all you have to do is go to my website, www.stressfreemd.net. And on the homepage, it says feel calm now. And then you can click the link to get your free videos and I'll send them directly to your inbox and your email. And you can share this website with your friends, your family, your colleagues, so they can feel calm too. (laughs) So go get your videos. What are you waiting for?